What's up? What's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode number 48 of Thinking Logically. It's Easter Tuesday. Sun is shining. Beautiful day. Dr. Joseph, what's going on over there in Beaver County? Nothing much, man. Just enjoying a chocolate uh, Easter bar here. Uh, he has risen. So we also have uh, the Masters has wrapped up. John Rom came from behind. I think at one point he was down five strokes in the third round when they paused. He had a uh, he had a birdie putt from about nine feet. Meanwhile, Brooks Kopka had a par putt from eleven. Brooks missed his. John Rom made his, and was pretty much dominant after that. What do you think, Mark? I didn't catch a whole lot of it. I was out of town uh, over the weekend down in Little Rock, Arkansas. Joe sent you a Snapchat when I landed at Bill and Hillary Clinton National Airport. I get off the plane. I take about. 30 steps and who's there to greet me on the side of the wall a big huge mural of bill and hillary clinton their faces nice and big on the, the eyes move? airport uh like I, in a hotel a motel I, I was thinking i saw something like that but she is just completely evil and i just started laughing when i saw her i'm like are you kidding me but criminals man criminals but it was a good weekend down a little rock so uh, I caught a little bit of the master, just some highlights, whatever. But yeah, it's uh, it's a new week, so we're back. We got some got some great topics we're going to cover today on our show. Um, just talking to you, Joe, about just downloaded Public Square today, and I uh, wanted to talk briefly on Public Square. I keep hearing advertising for Public Square. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to download it. So Public Square is an app that promotes businesses that are pro-life, pro-family, and pro-freedom. I think we can all get on board with those three things, right? We are united in our commitment to freedom and truth. That's what makes us Americans. We will always protect the family unit and celebrate the sanctity of every life. We believe small businesses and the communities who support them are the backbone of our economy. We believe in the greatness of this nation and will always fight to defend it. Our constitution is non-negotiable. Government isn't the source of our rights, so can't take them away. So um, when a business signs up a public square, they agree to respect the values above. So basically, these are non-woke businesses where if you stand by these values, you can go and support these businesses. You can look them up. You can see what's near you. Uh, for example, you know, we have here in, near where I live here, Central Diner in Robinson. Serafino's, it's a big uh, favorite, some of our listeners. Pierogi's Plus, uh, The Saloon in Mount Lebanon, Minio's Pizza House, Rochester Inn, list goes on. So check out Public Square for those of you listening. If you want to support businesses, uh, there's more than just restaurants, you know, all kinds of businesses on here. Uh, if you want to support these places that, Support your values. So, interesting. But uh, let's get into our first topic today, Joe. And that is going to be... It's official. And when we, when we say official, it's official. COVID is over. Joe, what do you have? Well, if, if I'll take you back. Speaking of John Rom, I'll take you back to a time... Oh, I believe it was June of 2021 where John Rahm had a six or seven stroke lead, I believe, 
Yes, I and remember this. Yes. He shot a 62, I believe, on 18, all while having COVID, apparently. He was told on the 18th hole at the end of his round, as he put it in for, I believe, a birdie or a par, I can't remember, that he was actually tested positive for COVID and had COVID the entire time and would have to withdraw from, I believe it was the Memorial Classic or something, and uh, would have to forfeit his chance at the $1.7 million first place prize. Yep. So keep in mind, that was a little over a year ago, two years ago, somewhere around there. Fast forward to today, actually yesterday, we get a memo from the White House. President Biden signed a resolution formally ending the coronavirus national emergency President Donald Trump enacted in March of 2020. Biden had told Congress he would end the health emergency in May, and House Democrats voted overwhelmingly against it. (laughs) Hilarious. Hold on. Let me read it to you. On Monday, April 10th, 2023, the president signed into law H.J. Res. 7, which terminates the national emergency related to the COVID-19 pandemic. That's it. It's over. I hope the funding goes along with it. Um, But I feel like we should get a little more than just a statement from the office of the president that it's over. Where's the accountability? Also, and I'll ask you this, Mark, are unvaccinated tennis players allowed to fly into the country now again? Well, well, that's a great question. What's happening? (laughs) The John Rom thing, the John Rom thing is uh, they call, he couldn't, it's golf. It's golf. You can't, you play in twosomes usually in the final round. You could, he had a six, seven shot lead. You couldn't tell him at the end, hey, just golf by yourself and your own once. We'll trust you that you won't fluff your ball. They ripped, they ripped him of a, of a championship. Was this last year or the year before? This is, I think it was 2021. It was, yeah, it, it was, was a memorial. It was actually last year. No, it was 2021. Oh, 2021. You're right. I'm seeing this. Yeah, 2022. Okay, yeah, you're right. 2021. Yeah. The Memorial, a prestigious tournament to win on tour. They told him on they told him on the green. They like he was he was positive for COVID. And they went up and they just whispered, Hey, you have your you tested positive. Like, what happened to the person that whispered to him? Shouldn't he have been like, that's it for you too now, buddy? They, speaking of Tennessee, obviously we know that the number one person here that we're talking about is Novak Djokovic, probably the best player in the world right now. And he couldn't, this is March 18th of last month, like as in three and a half weeks ago, he's been ruled out of the Miami Open, which was in late March because he was denied an exemption that would have allowed him to enter the United States despite not being vaccinated against COVID-19. Last month, three weeks ago, still couldn't get into the country. Being not vaccinated against COVID-19 remains a requirement of international travelers, but Djokovic had hoped to be granted special permission to enter the country. And back to your question, though, the next line, this is from Al Jazeera, of all places. The policy is expected to be lifted when the government ends its COVID-19 emergency declarations on May 11th. So we shall see if Novak is going to play in the U.S. Open this fall. Let me, hold on, let me find, let me get the John Rom clip of him. I think he sank his putt. 
Let's see. Keep in mind, he sank his putt and the whole time he was COVID positive, shot an amazing round while having COVID-19, which is a very deadly virus. <laughs> shot a COVID positive, whatever, one, 62. Could, could possibly be the, the greatest round of golf in the history of golf. Am I, am I right or am I wrong there? Let's just play the audio from what happened right after he sunk his putt. Mark, where you at? This time it's spectacular to see. Tomorrow will be fun, folks. Again, 2.30, special start time tomorrow. Live tomorrow. Jack, look forward to sharing it once again with you. The final round here on CBS. Thank you, Jack. Now, Rob has his hands at his... John Rob has his hands in disgust and anguish. <laughs> They're pushing the camera out of the way. <laughs> but he's surrounded by everyone without a mask on. Now someone's running and giving him a, a mask. Just passed along some information. And you can see just instant devastation. That was it. He shot like a 62. And they told him at the very end. Like, at what point? Who got the news that he was positive And did they sprint? To wherever he was to tell him. That was wild. I mean, you're, you talking, you're like millions of dollars, you know, an invitation to the Masters. Just because he had some, he had the sniffles. Shot the best round of the day. Yeah. So congratulations to John Rom, Masters champion. Um, spring's here. I mean, the Masters kind of ushers in spring, Joe, and. They had the highest ratings in like five years on Sunday at the Masters. Impressive. But, yeah, impressive. Also uh, impressive, also, uh, two, two live players finished uh, golf. with it. Mickelson was up there at the, on Sunday, Brooks Kepka. That's two and three. Yeah. Uh, we also saw over the weekend uh, Al Roker talking to President Biden about, uh, I think it was Easter Sunday or something like that talking about Easter eggs and rolling Easter eggs out there. And Al Roker trying to get a juicy soundbite out of the president, trying to get his commitment to running in 2024. And Joe, sounds like President Biden is going to run. Is that what you got out of the – I'll play the sound clip. Is that what you got out of it? I know you have it queued up. Uh, okay, let our listeners decide what he means here. Saying that uh, you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election, twenty twenty four. I'll either roll an egg or you know, being the, the good, you know, the guy who's pushed him out. Come on, help a, help a brother out. Make no, some news no, for no, me. No, no, no. Well, I plan on running out, but we're not prepared to announce it yet. Roll an egg or I'll either roll an egg or you know, being the, the good, you know, the guy who's pushed him out. Come on, I'll either roll an egg or you know, being the, the good, you know, the guy who's pushed him out. Come on. I mean, which which is which? Which which is which is which? Though, I mean, serious. I mean, while Jill was standing there smiling and looking on. Well, if you were about to announce you were running for president soon in the next, we'll say, few weeks, it's got to be in the next few weeks. It really has to. You can't wait till like July or August. Where would you go first? You think? Would it be Ireland? Well, why, why would he be going to Ireland, Joe? I, I don't know, but 
I, I have no idea, but that's where he's going today. It's Tuesday, April what eleventh, and, and that's where that's where he's going for some reason. The puff pieces will tell you why. Biden, this is from CNN Politics, so you know it's a good source. Biden's trip to Ireland is part homecoming, part diplomacy, and part politics. <sighs> okay. Keep in mind, he's basically snubbing Prince Charles. Isn't his coronation or whatever? Is that what it's really called these days? Well, he, he's king now, King Charles. Well, yeah, King Charles. His, cor- his actual coronation. Isn't that today? Yeah. Coming up soon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this week. All right, let's see. NPR, which has been recently flagged as being state state, state media, media by Elon Musk. <laughs> okay, in Ireland, Biden is on a diplomatic and deeply personal mission. Like, <sighs> oh, tell us more. I, I, I guess his family's from the. Uh, these headlines will make Joseph Goebbels blush. I don't even know what to, what to make of this, but like, is anyone going to ask, hey, of all places to go with with China's, which we'll, we'll, at some point we'll get to, we mentioned in earlier episodes, with China and their Navy basically surrounding and about to strangle Taiwan from access, Russia and Ukraine, which we're also getting to later, with the southern border, with everything else that's going on. Remember East Palestine, Mark? Remember that situation? Is that resolved yet? With all... He didn't go to Northern Ireland, and the media is like, "Oh yeah, it's a great diplomatic mission." What? What is? What year is this? I, I'm <laughs> reading this here. Yeah, I, I'll play devil's advocate. There's never a good time to go if you're, if you're the president. There's always something that you need to address here at home. Right now, we have a lot of problems, so. There's never going to be a good time to go. I'll just say that. I'm not going to sit, sit here and defend him, but as president, you know, we have, there's, there's a lot on his plate. His let, me get a, let me get a piece of places here that Biden's not been to. The United States southern border, East, East Palestine. He hasn't been there either. He hasn't been anywhere. Are you kidding me with this? Where does he go then? California. Ukraine, Ireland, Ireland. What? Operation Canada. called Operation Rondoletto, taking place every Easter weekend ahead of Biden's visit, was set to cost around eight point seven million dollars. The police service said. So, Biden hardly sounded concerned. No, they can't keep me out. We are living in bizarro world right now where like this isn't the media would have had any other president's head for for going for for doing something like this, especially with the banks melting down. Have we we forgot about that? I haven't heard about it lately. Of course not. Yes. Yeah. There's been there's been shootings. Which their reaction and, and their response to the shootings to get the backs of the actual shooters is, is another bizarre world thing. And they're, they're, they're spiking the football. And they're bringing trans people to the White House. And they're hiring armies of, an army of influencers on social media, which sounds a little bit Gestapo-ish. It sounds a little bit Joseph Goebbels. What is happening? That whole thing where they're going to hire, they're hiring 
social media influencers to court young voters is smart. That's smart. You know, the Republicans aren't doing that. And you have to ask yourself, why not? I think it'll backfire. I think enough people are, I don't know. There oh, are... no, don't say that, Joe. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think it's going to backfire. It can't hurt. I mean, uh... people are influenced. Especially these young people that can't think for themselves. They're getting their news on TikTok and Instagram. What's gonna make, what makes you think that they're going to say, oh, we're not going to believe that when they see a trans person out there campaigning for Joe Biden? I don't understand that because like he like anyone you think of that's like super he, he basically ended COVID with a pen. He ended COVID with a pen. It was supposed to be the most deadliest pandemic in a hundred years, made the biggest deal out of it, said, I'm gonna get, you know, control of the virus, I'm gonna shut down the virus. Had all the vaccines, had all the the science in the world, couldn't stop COVID and just ended it with a pen. We could have ended this two years ago, three years ago. Look at the John Rom story. Look look at look at all the tennis stories, look at all of the stories. Andy Reid with a freaking face shield on. Come on. He shut, he shut down the virus. Needed windshield wipers on football. Face shield. I, I mean, he ended it with a pen. Imagine being one of the Covidians, the branch Covidians. You're basically like, I, I don't know, the, the the French soldiers left on Dunkirk after the British left. Yeah. After the British act, BEF was, was, was evacuated, the last French soldiers stuck on the beach. That, that, that's what it's like to be a branch Covidian right now. Imagine this. The President of the United States just with a pen ended, ended COVID. Where was I? Um, where I just saw a lot of people wearing masks. Oh, man. I forget where I was. But I'm, I'm to the point now where I'm just staring at people that I see in public wearing masks. <sighs> Open for eye contact. <laughs> be careful. Yeah. Be careful, right? Uh, what else we got? Uh, we had Ukraine documents leak. This was a uh, major, major story that broke in the news um, a couple days ago. On Instagram. And yes. And you said everyone's focused on mass shootings while this is going on. Yeah. So we have several things we want to talk about here related to this. Joe, do you have a synopsis of this of this whole thing? This these documents leaked out on a Discord server, I think it was, Joe, if I'm not mistaken. And these are classified documents. Talks about on countries like South Korea, who, if you don't know. One of our major allies over in Asia. Um, the desperation that the Ukrainians are in, the Ukrainian military is in. So, Joe, go ahead. What do you got on this? This is a great right, story so, we have not heard. Um, so, China, there's red lines where China is going to consider lethal aid to Ukraine, giving lethal aid to Ukraine. Um they they involve what is it Ukraine attacks on Russia with NATO. Um, United States said that two Ukrainian agents violated orders and attacked a Russian plane inside Belarus. Uh, so who has control over there? Uh, um, here are some main takeaways. Apparently, 
Russia, U.S., Ukraine, they're all lying about how the war is going, which is, that happens, whatever, um, including casualty figures, ammo shortages, how, you know, the war is progressing. The situation for Ukraine, though, apparently is very dire, where they're talking about, like, like I said a few episodes, weeks or months left. I think they were saying by May. They're, they're going to be in trouble by early to late May or something. Um won't they have a spring offensive plan or something like that? Well, well, we'll get to that later. Apparently, here, I have it right here. I think it's from the Kiev Independent on Twitter. Uh, this is, CNN also cited this. Ukraine alters military plans after Pentagon document leak. Ukraine has changed some of its military plans following a leak of dozens, a leak of, dozens of Pentagon documents. A source close to Ukrainian President Voldemort Zelensky told CNN. Of course. Go for it. Yeah. So the U.S. is basically running this. They're, they're, they're not doing the running the fighting, but they're running the operations behind the fight. Um, you have to ask yourself why. Well, how about this? The United States is even actively using force, we'll say, or pressure to get South Korea and Israel to violate their own policies to provide Ukraine with, I don't know if it's weapons or support, what it is. But or spying, I think it actually might be spying, but correct. Um, everybody spies on everybody, so whatever. It's 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 this is this is a big story, and the fact that it's not being covered because again, we we I had this on here because there was another another shooting, this time it was a bank, not a school. But I mean, this is a this is a major story, major story, and I have a couple of things here, uh, a couple of nuggets that I wanted to read. This is from Sagar and Jetty from Breaking Points. Uh, I'm just going to read some of these things here. Uh, leaked documents obtained by Breaking Point show President Zelensky privately suggested striking a Russian deployment location inside Rostov, Russia, using drones. Zelensky told his commander-in-chief that Ukraine does not have long-range missiles, troops deeper inside of Russia, nor anything to attack them, suggesting a good opportunity. The private intelligence assessment indicates Zelensky sees a lack of long-range missiles as limiting his ability to strike deeper inside of Russia. Despite previous promises, he does not aim to do so by U.S. authorities. Okay. Uh, leaked documents also show a private U.S. intelligence assessment that increased... Joe, you have to explain this one. Increased 5G services are increasing risk of satellite interference that would disrupt commercial military communications. The assessment warned that some of these new 5G frequencies could encroach on some satellite communications with the U.S. military. It could even occur if the military satellites are on separate frequencies. So 5G getting in the way of communications, I guess. I can't explain that one, but I wonder if that has to do with Elon Musk and... uh... What's, what's that satellite Starlink. thing? Starlink. Starlink. I wonder if it has to do with that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we have more. Leaked documents show rapidly approaching supply issues for Ukraine's air defense capabilities. The documents say the U.S. believes the risks of increased Russian air capabilities will rise in the coming months ahead of Ukraine's anticipated spring offensive. Um, so you're telling me. So you're telling me. The first thing I can think of. You're telling me. That everything we've given Ukraine so far in a year, all the money, all the equipment, all the supplies, 
they're about to be out of everything? When they say May, basically. They're going to need to re-up, basically. <laughs> I mean, are you, are you we can't do it on credit again, dog. We can't do it on credit again. I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 this is unbelievable. All right, next one. Leaked documents show the U.S. assessment that elements of Ukraine's intelligence service were behind an attack on a Russian plane in Belarus in February. Didn't Ukraine? we mention that at some point? I think so. It says Belarus says, this is from March, early March. Belarus says Ukrainian Russian behind February drone attack. So the Ukrainians attacked a Russian plane in Belarus in February. Okay. I know we mentioned the train station. I'm pretty sure we mentioned that too. And yeah. we said this is this cannot be a Russian missile. It's yep. impossible. It would have to be 1981 for it to be a Russian missile. Uh, more leaked documents show a schism between the U.S. and South Korea in supplying lethal aid to Ukraine. The documents show that the South Korean government does not want to fulfill ammunition requests from Washington as they believe they will be supplied to Kiev as the end user, violating government policy. And then one more. They also show the U.S. believes that elements of the Israeli intelligence services attempted to instigate protest against the Netanyahu government. Hmm. Sounds familiar. <laughs> remember, remember, I mean, Nord Stream, remember whenever we bombed that pipeline of an ally of ours? Is it that crazy to think we would pressure another ally? Yeah. The U.S. is basically running all operations for Ukraine cannot be understated, including battle damage assessments, ammo deliveries, logistics. Russia, U.S., Ukraine are all lying to us about how the war is going, including casualty figures, ammo shortages, war progress. The situation for Ukraine is a lot more dire than they and the Pentagon lets on. This is all from Sagar uh, and Jetty. The hey, US real actively quick. Co- Go ahead. Do, do they mention anything? Because this is another thing we've said. We have military intel officers or actual soldiers either over there training or fighting or training to fight Ukrainians. And I think it came out that there was UK and US soldiers over there, like 50 or so United States or UK and 100 of the other. You mentioned that. You mentioned that. Um, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. That's and the last gross thing violation. Gonna, yeah. Well, the last thing I'm going to read here is this related to the story and I'll let you take over after this. This is probably the most disturbing one. This is from Sagar and Jetty Twitter. Now the penetration that the United States has into the highest levels of government in allied countries like South Korea and Hungary is astonishing. Intel assessments include direct quotes from high level officials during sensitive deliberations. Unbelievable. I will turn the floor back over to you, Joe. All right. Let's see what we got here. So you could tell by the headline that's bad. This is from Politico. U.S. in crisis mode with allies after Ukraine intel leak. That's bad. That's bad. Let's, let's yeah. listen to the, the, the press briefing, though. This is John Kirby when asked about the intel leak. I mean... Again, without confirming the validity of the documents, this is information that has no business in the public domain. It has no business, if you don't mind me saying, uh, on the pages of, uh, of uh, front pages of, of newspapers or on television. 
It is not intended for public uh, consumption, and, and it should not be out there. Why? Why? We're paying for it. We pay for it. It's, it's our info. If everyone else is going to see it, you best damn believe the American taxpayers better see it. Everything. And as soon as they say they can't confirm all of it, uh, okay, do you trust the same people? This is on Monday they said this. That would say this about Afghanistan. And this was just on, I think, on Thursday. Let's look at what they said about Afghanistan. John Kirby, last week. All this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Not from my perch. At one point during the evacuation, there was an aircraft taking off full of people, Americans and Afghans alike, every 48 minutes. And not one single mission was missed. So I'm sorry. I just won't buy the whole argument of chaos. There was people falling off the airplanes to their deaths. Does everyone remember that? Anyone at all? Oh, man. Let's, let's, let's get another one. Let's get another audio clip here from this, from the Afghanistan withdrawal. That was left in Afghanistan for the Taliban. Talking about the military equipment. In January, the withdrawal happened in August. Does the president take responsibility for, for leaving all or some of that? You know who was responsible for that equipment? The Afghans. Because you know why? It was their equipment. First of all, I don't believe the number is accurate, but let's put the number aside, the $7, million, $7 billion. Um, there was very little, and I mean very little, U.S.-owned equipment or U.S.-operated equipment that we left when we left Afghanistan. Do you believe the lies they tell? Very little. You mean, if you, if, if you think $80 billion worth of equipment's very little, then okay, then it was very little. A few divisions of, of helicopter companies in terms of United States Air Force basically entered the transfer portal and went over to Afghanistan. The transfer Okay. Portal. It's comments like that, Joe, that make our, our podcast so popular among people across the world. Yeah, the basketball references. <laughs> John Kirby is, is amazing. I just, I, I just did. started. I just started. I was just telling you about the other day, Joe. About uh, I think it was last night. I texted you. I was watching this new show on Netflix, The Night Agent, and you had told me about how the intelligence community helps develop these shows for, you know, HBO, Showtime, now Netflix. You gotta watch it. I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> the FBI is gonna show up at our house, houses one day. Uh, something like this uh, TV show here, but you gotta check it out. The Night Agent just came out March twenty third on Netflix. All right, I'll have to, me and my wife need a new uh, show to watch. We finished uh, The Last of Us and what was it? Big Little Lies, I think we watched before that. We yeah, yeah. got like a week. Yeah, two really good shows. Yeah, but yeah, check The Night Agent out. The Night Agent. Yeah. Uh, you'll like it. But yeah, this whole thing with the, with the Ukraine documents leak is not being mentioned at all by the media. Yeah. And you see, I don't think some of these other countries want to be pressured into supporting Ukraine. I think that's one of the major takeaways from this whole thing. You know, it's the United it's like States the mob, though. Much- it's like Goodfellas. It's like Goodfellas. You better you better support Ukraine. Be ashamed if you got a few pipelines explode, yeah. or, or or God forbid that you know there's an earthquake somewhere. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I mean, what? I, I, I got to throw that in too. It's, it's it's strange that we pull all of our diplomats out of Turkey and then there's an earthquake. It's just, 
you know, people, these other countries don't want to be bullied into this. And you see, this is why the world is realigning each and every day as we move forward here. All right, new alliances are forming, new partnerships are forming. And the United States is, looks like they're getting left behind in the dust because no one else wants to do this with them. I mean, people, other people see the just overall stupidity of all this. So, again, what they're doing is they're pushing more countries to align themselves with China. That's it. Even France. Yeah. <laughs> Macron, we saw that. Do you have that? Anything about that? I know he came back from his visit to China and said, all of a sudden, we can't rely on America. On, uh, on America. They waved the Vichy, that, that they pulled down the three colored stripes and put up the Vichy flag immediately to, to President G. They yeah. saw the writing on the wall and they thought, no. Daddy's yeah. home. <sighs> he, right, I mean, he, he did. He, he, said, he said the United States, he agreed with China. The United States, Macron agreed with China, for those that don't know, that the United States should, uh, they, they should not be taking orders from the United States. The United States should not have a say. And what goes on in European affairs, which is, I mean, you can't argue the logic behind it, but how did we get here, guys? How did we get here? We voted for an old man. And that's why we say elections have consequences. We said it last episode. If he, Joe, I mean, if he runs again in 2024, which I fully expect him to do, become the nominee. Will anyone challenge him, number one? And number two, how in the hell is he going to campaign? I'm going to give a scenario here where it's very possible that it's him and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And I think they just steal it like they did Bernie Sanders. I don't think Bernie Sanders will run. So Robert Kennedy Jr. is going to play the role of Bernie Sanders probably going to be pretty popular around, along, amongst a decent amount of Democrats. Not the far left, though. But, I mean, he, he makes a lot of sense in what he says, but I, I guarantee you he's going to get it stolen from them. And they're going to, you're, you're going to have Joe Biden ice skate into another fucking presidential nomination. Remember last yep. year? Or, or four years ago? Or however long ago it was? 2020? 2020, yep. He was literally, he came in, he came in like fifth place in Iowa. And then, like, fourth place in New Hampshire. He didn't even come in first place until, what was it? The Super Tuesday in the South. And then it was like James COVID happened, And then there was no more voting. Yeah. Shut down everything. Do you know how easy it would be if you wanted to pay off a pollster or two and just all of a sudden put him up, put him up top, make him, you know, the leading uh, vote-getter in a hypothetical poll? And then you would just change people's perception of him as a candidate. So instead of seeing Biden fifth, you see him first. You're like, oh, well, he must be the candidate. He must be the guy. You know, we'll vote for him. I, I don't think that's too far out of, out of the realm of possibility, you know, that that may have happened. Bernie Sanders got ripped off twice. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. No doubt. There's, there's no doubt. So... Well, we're seeing Trump, you know, like we talked about last episode, last week, his numbers are uh, through the roof after this indictment. Uh, DeSantis has not formally said he's running yet, but 
I mean, I expect him to. He's still in a war with uh, Bob Iger and Walt Disney down there in Florida. So we'll see if he decides to run and, and what that would look like. Uh, I still think Trump's going to be the nominee. Um, well, know, I'll, give you, I'll give you a point here. He has to be the nominee because, like you said, Bernie Sanders got robbed twice. But Trump, who also ran twice, number one, steamrolled, steam I think it was, what, 17 Republican candidates in a primary as an outsider that wasn't even a politician. He, he was just, he was a businessman and then, and then beat Hillary Clinton. And then four years later went on to get the most votes by sitting U S president ever, but somehow lost to Joe Biden who, who campaigned out of a basement by 7 million. It's, it's all, I mean, Hey, but you can't question it, man. Yeah. Can't question it. I told you before I said it before in the show, I, I want I, I we need Trump to be back in the White House desperately. And when I say desperately, I mean desperately. But I just think the intelligence community, the deep state, they're not going to allow him to get anywhere near the White House. I just don't think they're going to allow it to happen. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say. You know, maybe it's DeSantis. Maybe he's maybe they maybe they. You know, don't try as hard to prevent him from becoming president. But as far as Trump goes, I, I'd be surprised if he if he won next year. I just would. I think he's very popular. Um, I just think our election system is so screwed up in this country. We're beyond. We're beyond. We're way past of, of getting any solid fixes as far as our voting goes. I mean, you look at Arizona, Joe. I mean, what's going to change in Wisconsin? What's going to change in Pennsylvania? What's going to change in Arizona? You know, these are disasters of, you know, when it comes to their Department of Elections. So what's going to change? I mean, you could see, I could just, you can just see it coming from a mile away, Joe. We're not going to know who wins this election. It's going to be a couple of weeks, you know, next year. If it is going to be Trump, you can expect violence on scales that you've never seen before in cities. It'll make the summer of 2020 look like uh, the Magic Kingdom. And that's what I think is going to happen. I think that it's just going to be chaos in this country if Trump wins. And it'll be uh, largely orchestrated by groups like Antifa and, you know, the feds. So that's my take. I agree. Hey. Buckle we, up. John Fetterman still, won. John Fetterman won, for God's sake. John sakes. Fetterman won. And we still haven't talked about what may happen in a potential China invasion of Taiwan or China blockade of Taiwan. I mean, you have to think about that. We, said that, we said that last year when Nancy Pelosi went over to Taiwan. This is this, this could be the straw that breaks the camel's back, and it could be what, what, what the spark that starts it all. Now you see they're they're doing military drills around there. But I mean, we had four years of absolute peace, peace deals under Trump. I guess the left doesn't like that. They want to go to war. You know, do we want to go to war with China? Does Joe Biden want to go to war with China? We, does he want to be a wartime president? You know, oh, what would a war with China look like? Because we don't have the troops to compete with China. And what what would that look like? I mean, that's, these are the questions you have to start asking yourself. You know, are we going to militarily defend Taiwan? 
No reason you know, to. If, Sorry, there's if, no reason to. Yeah, what if China sends another balloon over America and, and, and detonates an EMP? Knocks our electricity out. Knocks everything out like that. Then what? Don't say... No one thinks it's going to happen until it does. I hope everyone listening understands that. No one thinks it's going to happen until it actually does. So... I wish we had more positive things to talk about. <laughs> what else you got? Well, this is what the news has been talking about for the last couple of days. Uh, the bank shooter that was... Uh, see, th- th- this is what I said. All of a sudden, you have all these copycat shootings now. And they're, they're... it's like, forget that one. That one will never be mentioned again. The, the, the trend shooting that happened... Now we have another shooting in Kentucky, which, so who is this person? Um, he had pronouns in his bio. Go, go figure, go figure. His pronouns were, was, were, just kidding. Um, he, him, it's Connor Sturgeon's his name, and he killed five people, injured, I believe, six others, and posted about his suicidal intent just prior to the shooting, I think he put it on Facebook Live or Instagram Live, and I guess he was about to get fired from his job at the bank. I, I, I don't know, but this is what the media's been covering. And what's what's the topic? We can't have guns. I, I don't know why. I, I mean, Mark, well, I, you don't have to have an answer, but it's why are we focusing on this, and why is it even happening, and how is it happening, and why so many? <clears throat> This is the Louisville match shooter, this dude, Connor Sturgeon. Well, he was. He, he was killed, right? Yeah, yeah. He, him. Right right in the, uh, whatever, the, what, what is this? His wow. LinkedIn? Yeah. So is this he, an him. issue? Is, is this, do we need to get the FBI to look into all this, like, uh, these pronoun stuff? I mean, these people are literally, they're violent, right? They were you arresting think- people, parents at, at, at. <laughs> School board meeting. People are actually shooting and killing people. And uh, do you think that they are uh, labeling people with pronouns in their bio as extremists, or is that are they no. still on the, the the Latin Mass Catholics as the extremists? Oh, they're getting passes to the White House. They're getting they're they're the White House is getting the backs of these people. And I, 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 I can't explain it. I, I, I honestly, it, it's jaw-dropping. You it's, literally it's, can't even explain it. I mean, if, if Joe Biden's IQ or this administration's overall IQ goes down one more point, you're going to be able to classify them as a plant, not even like as, a, as an, a hu- animal, let alone a human. My Lord. Yeah. Wow. Dig if you well, will this picture, as, as as Prince would say. There's a shooting. There's a mass shooting by by X group. Say it's say it's Muslims. Say say okay, go let's go back to two thousand and like five. And let's say it's it's Muslims. Would you invite yeah. Muslims to the White House after? It's a great point. It's a great point. It's very simple. It's very, very simple. It's very simple. So 
you could go back to like any era, any era at all. Like, uh, I just to I don't know. I don't know. Um, speaking of of pronouns, how about the backlash over this whole Bud Light advertising um, campaign they had? They're they're putting Dylan Mulvaney this. Trans, I don't even know who Dylan Mulvaney is. This trans person on Bud Light cans. Yeah, that's what happens when you. That's what happens whenever you hire a woke person as your whatever she is. I, I, I libs of TikTok had her profile or something on there. Of course, um, fe- female her, her she her pronouns in the bio, and uh, head of marketing, and that's what she yeah. decided to go with. Like who? Nobody wants that. This guy yeah. isn't even a woman. Just because he says he's a woman doesn't make him a woman. He was on The Price is Right. He was on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And he he was a man then, and he sounds the same exact now as he did then as a man. It's all an act. Which is weird. He's on, he, was on, he was on Ellen, and he was on The Price is Right, and now he's like the center of the attention, and he gets invited yeah. to the White House. It's all, it's all just... It's crazy to me. I, I don't understand Bud Light. Here's what would be hilarious. Transmission fluid or something like that. Yeah. That would be good. Something like that. Or I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to read you. Uh, I have a brief article here from Time. Time.com. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Just a couple bits and pieces. This is the headline. From Bud Light to Nike. Brands are facing conservative backlash for featuring trans people. Why they're sticking to their decisions. So it goes on to say, major brands are now increasingly partnering with transgender actors and influencers in their ad campaigns with massive support from the LGBTQ community and its allies. Brands like Bud Light and Nike, however, have come under fire for featuring trans influencers like Dylan Mulvaney in the face of growing anti-trans hate and legislation. Uh, Despite often being the targets of criticism from online trolls and conservative public figures, advertising shows no sign of slowing down in trans representation and continues to symbolize allyship. And then it goes on to say here, including our community, marketing is nothing new, but what is new is the extreme right-wing politicization of a company's creative and business decisions. You see how they use the same lingo here, Joe, the same verbiage? In a lot of these quotes, a lot of these articles, extreme right-wing politicization, you know, things yeah. like that, online trolls. You see these words pop up all the time in these articles. You know what they don't say? Mentally unstable male that thinks it's a woman. Right. Uh, companies will not end the standard business practice of including diverse people in ads. All number of loud fringe of anti LBGTQ activists make noise on social media. So, oh, this is a a good quote. Brands know that LGBTQ inclusion is good for business. It reaches our community and also reaches the growing number of consumers who want to see their LGBTQ friends and family members in ads and campaigns. I'm not going to keep going, but you get the point. Just just to wrap things up here with the pronouns and keep in mind, we started off talking about a bank shooter and we have to rewind all the way back to the cat. It's just, it's all this. He 
she, he, him, her, LGBTQ plus stuff in the news lately with violence. But if if someone says, hey, all of a sudden today, starting today, like Dylan Mulvaney, I'm a woman starting today. Today's day one. We all, as a society, have to just accept that or we're bad people. But like, let's say like me, all of a sudden say, hey, my two dogs, they're talking to me and telling me what to do. How is that not like... Are we going to start living in my reality then? Like, okay, well, Joe has to listen to his dogs. I'm sorry. His dogs, this is what his dog said. Yeah. His dogs talk to him. I mean, at what what point do we just, I'm I'm not really for medication, but at what point do we just treat these people for like a psychiatric illness and say, no, 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 sir. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. Correct me if I'm wrong here. But it seems like a lot of the trans people that are being promoted, uh, you know, in, in these advertisements and these ad campaigns and whatnot are all biological males that are transitioning or identified as female. Is that, am I right on that? Or is that my off? My, my, my thoughts are on a knot here. I have no idea. Yeah. Are they? Uh, I don't know. I just seems that way. We have all these different genders and stuff, but you can only get flipped genders two different ways. It's none of it makes any sense. And and when you start like trying to have a conversation with these people about it, it's like you're being offensive. Shut up. And it's like, no, I'm just trying to learn more because it doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Yeah. Because it doesn't. It's a fantasy land thing. I I I don't know. We can't Does anyone else out there besides me and you know, a handful of people? maybe conservatives or just we have a traditional mindset see a problem with all the drag brunches that are going on in places like Pittsburgh. I mean, this is all you see. I mean, why the hell is this happening? Every weekend there's a drag brunch somewhere. And then now they're storming capitals and stuff in Tennessee. How, how many, okay. Trump got 81 million votes or whatever it was. 70 some million votes. The, okay, so January 6th, whatever you want to say about it, at least Trump got 71 million votes. How many people like this are there where they're able to storm capitals and have drag brunches every weekend? Maybe it is more than 1% of 1% of 1%. Maybe it's like 5%. I don't know. I feel, I don't know. That's tough. We could have been but grossly wrong in our in our calculations of how many. Could have been. But the drag brunches are out of control. How do you know? They're just, they're just everywhere. Define out of control. <laughs> In terms of like the frequency of them. Okay. You know, they used to be like, you know. So it's the quantity, uh, not the quality that is out of control. Yeah. I've never been to one. Will not go to one. That's the thing. You might just wind up in one and not even know it in 2023. Oh, no. <laughs> like, that's the scary thing. You might be at, like somewhere with your family and all of a sudden it's like a flash mob of drag, drag queens. You could. You could. <sighs> I mean, you know, if you want to go to one, that's your business. And one could shoot they, and kill you. Just... And they're so popular. They sell out all the time. <sighs> Amazing. All right, what else we got here? We got uh, next let's up. Just, we got. Let's see. about the judges. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, this, I actually messaged you. I wanted to cover this. This goes way back to um, when Alvin Bragg got that white powdery substance. It got me thinking. Remember the attorney that killed that judge? I believe, not the judge. He killed the female judge's husband and her daughter in their home. Um, and then he committed suicide, the attorney. Um, yes. Do you remember that story, Mark, or no? Are you familiar with it? Yes. Okay. Oh, here, let me see if I can pull it up. Yeah, the gunman, gunman shoots son husband of federal judge Esther Salas in New Jersey. And Judge Esther Salas was on, I think it was the Epstein. She had some kind of Epstein court case or something. And, of course, someone randomly kills her family. And then kills themselves. So it just got me thinking. Do you remember whenever Alvin Bragg received death threats and and white powder after he decided that he maybe wasn't going to charge Trump and that they were going to recess for a month? And it just it got me thinking, who is threatening these people? Is it right wing conservatives or is it people on the freaking left? I don't know, but you can't say it's right wing violence. You can't say it's left wing violence. You can't say it's any violence. It's just violence. But it's just really weird. Um, yep. And it makes me think back when Attorney Bragg just first got uh, elected, in his first week or two of looking into the Trump issue, which is, this is months ago, two prosecutors leading the inquiry res- resigned because I guess Alvin Bragg didn't want to bring charges. So was he pushed by an outside force into charging Trump or bringing these charges? If so... Would the White House make sense? I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm asking questions here. But it seems I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> yes, he was pressured by somebody. I mean he, he, this is a few George steps Soros. away from him being found swinging from a tree with a shotgun blast into his chest saying he committed suicide. Yeah. I'm sure they told him we'll donate to your campaign if you go after Donald Trump. That's pretty much how things work. Uh, but it's just it, it's a story to follow just me, you have to memory hold that one you got to memory hold that one um we've had a lot of violence against judges and it's i don't want to say it's come from the left but it certainly hasn't come from from the right i don't know who it's coming from but it's strange certain cases judges get threatened attorneys get threatened and it doesn't get covered or at least that angle yeah. doesn't get covered Anyway, let's move on to something a little bit more lighthearted and easy. John Fetterman, fresh out the Mental Institute. Um, I don't know when this video is from, but he he released it yesterday. It's him endorsing Bob Casey, who apparently is running for Senate again now. So this is John Fetterman's video of him endorsing Bob Casey. Hey, Bob Casey is running for re-election. Woo! Hey, can you chip in a little bit right now? to give him the resources that he's going to need to fight back against the Republicans. He looks like a bum on the street on the North Shore, honestly, with a little tin cup, whatever he... Can you chip in some money? Anything you could, anything you could chip in, brother. He is running for re-election. Woo! He's hey, still there? For re-election. Woo! You got to see him. He look, He does look terrible. I mean, this. he looks like he's wearing Janko jeans. They're so baggy. The hoodie is <laughs> down to his ass. I don't even know. The hoodie looks like a hospital gown. I see he has his drawstrings back finally. So he is out of the loony bin. Good for him. Good for him. Does anyone run against Bob Casey? I heard Doug Mastriano actually may. He's been dropping oh, tweets God. about it. 
I like Doug still. He's trying. I mean, Bob Casey's virtually a lock to get, a, what, a fourth term? 24 years in the U.S. Senate. Remember my Democratic days, I went to see him at Center Fire Hall when he was on the campaign trail. What was he like? Well, you know, Casey's Catholic. Um, so is Joe Biden. Yeah. So, so is Catholic Joey baby. Yeah. Um, I think there could be, I think there are worse senators than Bob Casey. John Fetterman. Yeah. John, John Fetterman. We, could, we, we might have, honestly, it's very possible. It's very possible. We could have the, the 100th and 99th ranked senators in the United States. We have to have the 100th worst. Oh, John easily. Fetterman has to be 100. Someone <laughs> yes. could die. Someone could be dead and, and still be above them. Facts. Facts. All right. Well, that endorsement, I'm sure, will help Bob Casey, no doubt. You know, John Fetterman's very popular in Pennsylvania. Very popular. Very popular man. Beat a TV doctor. Yeah. Uh, you have the Dalai Lama. He was, uh, looks like he was moonlighting as Joe Biden here in the news. Ugh. I don't know how this came out. I, I'm not even going to show the video because I can't watch it again and it's not going to do our audience any justice. But the Tibetan spiritual leader, this is from the Associated Press, the Dalai Lama apologized Monday after a video showing him kissing a child on the lips. I'm going to repeat that one more time. After a video showing him kissing a child on the lips and asking him to, if, you have, if you're listening with children, cover their ears. And asking him to suck my tongue triggered criticism. It triggered criticism? Thank you, AP. The 87-year-old leader said in a statement that he regretted the incident. I'm going to read this headline from the Associated Press one more time in its entirety. Just so you can understand at all points the ridiculousness behind every, every other word. Tibetan spiritual leader, the Dalai Lama, apologized Monday after a video showing him kissing a child on the lips and asking him to, quote, suck my tongue, triggered criticism. The 87-year-old leader said in a statement that he regretted the incident. What's happening? No words. What, what's happening? What's What's crazy is when, when I read it like that, it sounds. But you people just don't understand it. You see, you we've 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 covered this numerous times. It's happened the past two and a half, three years, four years, five years of our president doing the exact same thing on a regular and and, basis. And we're the crazy ones for suggesting that the global elites have a have a worldwide pedophilia ring. I mean, the, it triggered criticism, Mark. <laughs> the words, the words they use to describe this. Like, if you owned your own newspaper outlet, how would you cover this? How would you cover this? The 80s, he's a spiritual leader. Is he? Is he? The Dalai Lama. He regretted the incident. Okay. Exactly what part did he regret and how what and he pulled it happened like twice, like he pulled the kid back. Uh, uh, the Dalai Lama. Then oh, he gives did, uh, did he did he sniff the hair too? Uh, he, he he they were forehead to forehead. Okay. Oh boy. 
he was stealing the kid's oxygen. <laughs> he actually, he actually might have been trying to suck the life force out of the child. I, I don't know. Yeah, it was the the headline, the headline, and I guess this happened a few months ago. Yeah. Sick I man. Hope reading, I, I hope reading the headlines slow like that, and then picking out how they word certain things gets people to like realize, hey, this is actually this is bizarro world because yeah. because it should do a little bit more than just trigger criticism. He regretted the incident, though. I guess so. All good. No harm. No foul. I would hope. My bad. Whoops. Okay. All right. Uh, we've hit the hour mark. We got uh, Crack Baby and another Biden story, and then we're going to wrap up with our disclosed segment. Okay. This is an astonishing video. I, I believe it's in San Francisco, which I don't know if that's Nancy Pelosi's district. Either way, it's Gavin Newsom's district, who is too busy trying to run for president or vice president with him and who else will be on the ticket. Um, but this is a baby being born. On the streets of San Francisco, fresh, fresh ass baby, got the placenta and everything on the on the nine hundred block of Gary Street. The reality of drug use is, is this is from PPV Tahoe news journalist. Woman gives birth on the street after smoking crack all afternoon, according to witnesses who filmed the video. Oh, she's wearing a mask too, I think. At least. Baby's on the concrete. This is the first baby I've ever seen being wrapped without that, like, um, that baby blanket they give you. It's like the tricolor baby blanket. You know what I mean? Stripes. Yeah. First baby I've seen being, it's just an all white one. And then there's a piece of cardboard with urine next to it and a red solo cup. So while Joe Biden is in Ireland and Nancy Pelosi is Lord knows where, and Gavin Newsom is campaigning to be president or vice president, Lord knows which one yet, we have crack babies being born in the streets in San Francisco. And he wants to legalize more drugs, Gavin Newsom. All right, let's let's just let's just skip over this Biden fake story about. I, I wanted to just mention about the soldier that climbed up the ravine that didn't want the silver star. He made it all up. It's a false. I'm not paying for the Washington Post, but the Washington Post even did a fact check on it. Joe Biden made it all up. So, Gavin Newsom making a run at the president presidency would be a. That could be a worst case scenario for Republicans. That could be a. a Imagine nightmare. Ron DeSantis, if in the middle of Tallahassee, Florida, a crackhead shot a baby on the street <laughs> without a mask on, unvaccinated. Yeah. Can you imagine the headlines? No. It would be a little bit less friendly than the than the Dalai Lama's headlines. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, All right. Uh, let's get to our last story, Joe. Biden fake story. Uh, I, I just, I, I didn't want to, I, I told you, I just mentioned that. I, I, it's the ravine, him giving the, pinning the silver star on a soldier, um, carrying a fallen comrade up the hill and how he didn't want, the, he made it, Biden made it all up. The so this goes back to the, the Lion King from last yes. week. He made, he made the entire story up. It's 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 the funniest it's the funniest thing ever. I told you the headline. It draws. Biden misrepresented nearly every detail of his involvement in the 2008 war story. 
I'm not going to go on and read the whole thing, but it, it's scary. He made the entire thing up. Amazing. Not Amazing. surprised. Not surprised. Joey Baby. All right, let's move on to Disclose here. All right, let's get to our Disclose segment brought to you by Bet Viper Sports. Um, what? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Where are we here? Disclose. All right, we'll go backwards. Widower, a BBC presenter who died from COVID-19 vaccine complications, launches legal action against AstraZeneca on behalf of 75 people. Okay. Remember whatever they said, if you got Pfizer, you can get Moderna, and if you got Moderna, you can get Pfizer. Yeah, mix and match, a little mix and match. These people were so wrong. Why why are the people that were right, why are they not sitting at the table giving input? Not necessarily me, but like, I, I don't know. This is why Robert Kennedy is going to have a path at the presidency on the Democratic side. He's not going to yeah. win it. He's going to get cheated out of it, but this is what he's, he's going to talk sense. I agree. I agree. All right. Um, a, lot, a topic that's near and near to my heart. Bitcoin. Top $30,000 for the first time since June 2022. Rallying more than 80% since the start of the year. So... Still holding on for dear life, holding on strong. We'll see what happens if uh, we see 100,000 here in the next uh, year or two. Don't rule it out. All right. Uh, Germany's <laughs> – I had to laugh when I saw this one today. Germany's center-left green liberal government We'll shut down the country's three remaining nuclear power plants on Saturday. Have they learned nothing at all? <laughs> you know, okay. because nuclear, uh, nuclear power plants, you know, they emit so much pollution. Uh, who knows? Maybe John Kirby or, or someone called them up and said, you better shut these power plants down. <laughs> Be a shame if they just blew up themselves. Who knows? Who knows? They found a Russian passport in, in three different nuclear power plants in Germany that blew up. Yep. Uh, Shivalak, a volcano in Russia's Kamchatka Peninsula, erupted on April 11th. I guess that's today. Spewing 10 kilometers, spewing ash 10 kilometers into the sky. So it's about like six miles, 6.6 miles up into the sky. I wonder if um, anyone knows where the Kamchatka Peninsula is in Russia. I, I mean, I know. I know simply from playing Risk, but... I do not. Okay, it's the, it's, it's the peninsula that's, like, across from, like, Russia. Where it's, like, right across. Across street from Russia. Across street from Russia. Okay. As, Robert De Niro would, as Robert De Niro would say in Goodfellas, right there. Right there. Right there. <laughs> right there. Uh, I had to Google this one. This is the northeastern part of Russia. So, picture Japan on a map. Just north of Japan. And Russia's big. Wow. Very big land. Uh, all right. Uh, the U.S. ends national emergency over COVID. You know that. We talked about that. 
Nashville Metropolitan Council has reinstated Justin to Tennessee House seat after GOP expulsion. Okay. Do you remember a long, long time ago, I believe it was in Oregon, or I think it was Oregon. It was in Oregon or Washington State, where not it was either before January 6th or, or right after, where a legislator let in a group of people to the state house and they were thrown out. These people used a bullhorn, which is against the rules, and they got thrown out. I just don't understand. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand the issue here at all. You got to follow the rules, I guess. January 6th set a precedent, I think. I, 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 I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Romy Daniels tries to summon spirits with magic cards during interview. Says one of her cards drawn might mean riot or civil war coming. That's a big, there's a big difference between a riot and a civil war. Stormy Horseface Daniels, as President Trump calls her. Uh, he's not that wrong. She, she's yeah. age, I mean, she's older, but she's aging terribly. Yeah. Uh, this is a good one. New York Times claims American women are now seeking relationships abroad amid the toxic dating scene in the United States. I, I don't blame them. No. Everyone sucks in this country, actually. Yeah, it's it's rough. What country? What, what country though? Are they go? <laughs> right. What's? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Right. Oh, this is good. I, <laughs> I hope people are still listening. FBI documents associate commonly used internet slang like "base" and "red pill" with racially. Or ethnically motivated violent extremism. Based. Based red pill. Oh, I saw so Chad. Uh, so that is racially or ethnically motivated violent extremism, Joe. What is a Chad? I don't know. Is a Chad like an alpha male? What is a Chad? Anyway, it's the, yeah, if anyone like knows, douche. let us know. Yeah. A douchey, broy kind of guy. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. But anyways, if you use these words, you are um, racially motivated, violent extremist. Yeah, you will wind up. You will wind up in a FEMA camp in the future. Prepare accordingly. (laughs) When do things get better, Joe? They're going to get a lot worse. It hasn't. We said this before. It really hasn't even begun yet. Yeah, this is like this is like we're reaching the peak. Like not the peak, reaching the, the incline right now. Right now. But it hasn't really even begun yet. That's what terrifies me. Tune in when it does. Tune yeah. into this podcast when it does. We will give you up to the minute breaking news. We got two babies here under what? Six, seven months old. Might have to eight, raise eight months old today. Yours gotta be what close to six months. Uh going on five. Going on five. Going on five. That we have to raise in this world. Ay, ay, ay. Imagine if we would have started this podcast in like April of 2020. Yeah. Um, Alyssa Heinerschneid, Bud Light's VP of Marketing, explains the strategy of using inclusive marketing to promote the declining American beer brand to young people. I wish we had he, literally, 
she put she put Bud Light on the Schneid. Yeah. What's one of the common sayings, Joe, when you're you know working with uh, you know an audience? Know your audience. Know your audience. Go woke, go broke too. Come yeah. on. Come on. Biden will lean on an army of social media influencers, which may get their own briefing room at the White House, to target young voters. I guess it's better than young children. (laughs) I will say, this is a good idea. This is... They're basically turning an entire generation of people into raging liberals, leftists. It's a touch... It's a touch smarter than hiring a man that wears dresses and steals luggage from women at airports as your deputy of nuclear waste, whatever, or bringing in Dylan Mulvaney to the White House for a one-on-one sit-down. Republicans need to get their act together quick, Joe. They they got a lot of problems, too. They're, they're, They're not... They're not necessarily in my. They're, they're in my doghouse with what's going on, what they're wasting time on. Come on, yeah. Whatever happened so, with the classified documents? Whatever happened with all this stuff? That I mean, Doctor Fauci, COVID, it was over. Forget about it. Forget it. You were just about to get to the bottom of it, but no. Raccoon dog, it's over. Pangolin. Social credit system enforced by Black. State Street Bank pushes American CEOs and their brands to endorse celebs like Dylan Mulvaney. <sighs> if you don't know, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, major shareholders of large corporations. Yeah. yeah. Senator Grant, Lindsey Grant, says he is open to sending U.S. forces to Taiwan to defend the island. Yeah, no surprise there. He, he, wanted, to, he yeah. wanted to assassinate Vladimir Putin. You think he... he he doesn't care about sending troops to Taiwan. There's no reason to send troops to Taiwan to defend it. I'm sorry. I'm so they're not they're, they're not a sovereign country. And this is an opinion that could get us in trouble in a few weeks or months here, Mark. But they're not a sovereign country. And we don't we don't claim them to be a sovereign country. Who do we claim to be the 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 true China, Mark? Is it Taiwan or is it the CCP owned mainland? That's why it's called Chinese Taipei, Joe, whenever they play in the Little League World Series. They're not called they have their, they, yeah, they're they have their own pronouns. They, they, they have their own pronouns to make them yeah. different. See how it works? Chinese Taipei. Europe must reduce its dependence on the United States, Macron says on his flight back from China. Macron emphasized this theory of strategic autonomy for Europe, presumably led by France to become a third superpower. Uh, I mean, he's not He's not wrong. I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but he's not wrong. How did we get here, though? How did we get here is the question everyone should be asking. What was the cause? All right. We have... Son... You know, we talk about George Soros. And... You know, he's old and think he's going to die soon. All our problems are going to go away when he dies. All this money he's donating, blah, 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 right? But he has a son. Son of billionaire George Soros has quietly become a de facto White House ambassador, making at least 14 visits since Biden took office. 
14 visits to the White House since Biden took office. George Soros' son. How many visits to Delaware at his beach home where there's no visitor logs? That's the question I would ask. You want an answer, but it's just it's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Taiwan's military has detected 71 Chinese aircraft in nine vessels today. This was April 8th. 45 of the PLA aircraft that crossed the northern, central, and southern median lines of the Taiwan Strait and entered their, whatever ADIZ stands for so far. The war drums are beating, Joe. They are. Classified documents. Several, Joe, several major U.S. banks subpoenaed for financial records belonging to the Biden family. You don't say. Now, see what happens? You have you, you can't ignore a subpoena. No. Can't ignore a subpoena. Remember what happened whenever anyone from the last administration ignored a subpoena. So once we hear from these banks, who in the Biden family or who in the Biden administration or in general is going to ignore the subpoena? Yeah. All right. Why do I keep hearing noises in my house? I don't know where this is coming from. I gotta do some investigating here. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh, Macron, long China and France. Joe, okay, so we pushed. Are you kidding me? We pushed Germany closer to Russia and France closer to China. Joe, what is going on with China? I mean, why is everyone aligning themselves with China? Well, I mean, for, for one, this, this, this started, some of it started a while ago. Some of it started, so, some have no choice. Some have no choice. Um, but let's not forget that we, um, I don't know, bombed an ally's pipeline. So how can we be trusted? Yeah. It's that simple. It's, it's, it's that simple. We can't be trusted anymore. Our, our, and it goes from, Things that will do to maybe our financial systems coming up here soon, or our monetary system, and that's no joke. I know. So you're going to try to playing the role of the United States here soon, throwing these countries a bone or anything like that, maybe giving them a terrible deal, just to get them away from the United States. What if it starts in Africa? What if it starts in Eastern Europe? What right. if it starts in South America? Right. This is serious, serious stuff. All right. Um, U.S. Supreme Court rejects West Virginia's request to enforce its law, banning transgender athletes from female sports teams. Okay. I can't imagine there aren't many transgender athletes in West Virginia, but what do I know? But the ones there are are probably dominant. Dominant, yeah. Uh, White House. This is from Corinne Jean-Pierre. This is from KJP. This is from a couple days ago, looks like. LGBTQI plus kids are resilient. They're fierce. They fight back. They're not going anywhere. They fight back? Is that the best thing to say right now? Right. 
Uh, India amends law requiring Facebook, Twitter, and other social networks to rely on government's fact-checking. Oh, boy. Hmm. U.S. Treasury Department says that DeFi and decentralized crypto markets threaten national security. Who said that? The U.S. Treasury Department. Um, maybe invest in crypto. <laughs> I'm not a financial advisor. Yeah. Uh, protest at BlackRock head office in Paris. Okay. BlackRock. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running for president. Kennedy filed a statement of candidacy Wednesday with the Federal Election Commission. And uh, last one. Our boy, U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, meets with Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen. China has warned the U.S. ought to go ahead with the meeting. It is the first time in more than four decades that a Taiwanese president has met with the Speaker of the House, the third most important figure in the government on U.S. soil. Boy, did Kevin McCarthy fall off the cliff there. What happened with him? He was doing great things. We were playing great audio and then just, I don't know, we had trans shootings and other shit go on and nothing. Yep. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, this was as of yesterday. Well, one more thing here. It was sent to me here in a text. House Judiciary Committee subpoenas FBI Director Christopher Wray over Catholic Church's field report. So... Pretty good. Let me know when that hearing is, Joe. I want to hear that one. I want to. I want to okay. definitely tune in. I know you'll be you'll be tuned in for that. So that's all we got. Meant to probably mention, Joe. Spoiler alert: Long live Logan Roy, the uh, main character of Succession on HBO. Died in the episode Sunday night, season four, episode four. Big twist in succession for those of you that watch. If you don't watch, you should. That show is awesome. Uh, that's all I got, Joe. Anything else? Um, yeah, today in history. So April 11th, I believe it was 18. Yeah, April 11th, 1814. Napoleon abdicated the throne and was exiled to the island of Elba in the Mediterranean. Actually, a great comeback story because I believe he escaped from the island, made it back to mainland France. And then that eventually led to the Battle of Waterloo, where he lost and then was, I believe, exiled for the rest of his life to, was it St. Helena or somewhere, somewhere in the mid-Atlantic, you know, far, far away, away from anything. Yeah. But uh, this day in history, Napoleon gave up the throne. So great figure in history. But that's all I got, Mark. Um, I got no theme music because I don't know where my iPad is. But anything else you want to add? That's it. That's it, guys. We uh, thank you for listening. Share this out. Reach out to us with any feedback, any suggestions you may have. Appreciate all of you listening across the world, across the United States of America. Have a great week. Buy a traditional Latin mass. Be a force multiplier. Joe, take us home. Thank you for listening, everyone. Tune in next week for Thinking Logically. <laughs>